Welcome to The Row Show. We're your hosts, Lawrence Britton and Jake Green. And in this podcast, we're going to go into everything related to sport and performance. And we're also going to talk a little bit about rowing. Brings people together, it breaks down barriers. Passion, winning to be the best. To be the best is something we strive for. There's crucial roles, I forget. Passion. Great. Passion, fiction, ultimate goal. Glory, relentless training, pain. Pain. Hello, ladies and gents, and welcome to another banging Regatta Madness episode. Um, we have a jam-packed episode for you today. As always, it's myself, Lawrence Britton, and with me... As always, it's Jake Green. Um, Lawrence has been fighting me too much today about my, my views on things. Um, but we are back for another episode and yeah, I'm really excited to to chat about this weekend's racing because I mean, we, we said how Europeans might have been the best Europeans we've ever had. For me, this might be the best World Cup two that we've ever had. Yeah. So Jake, that's so spicy. That's so spicy to start the episode. I with. don't know. Maybe. Th- so we've been doing a little bit of prep. Yeah, lots of prep. We've been doing a little bit of prep coming up. And uh, Jake has just been completely throwing the most outrageous comments out there. So you're going to hear now. I'm sure just carefully if you're driving and you're listening to the show, you don't get uh, too upset with Jake. Swerve off the road and uh, or do any anything dangerous to yourself because yeah, Jake has got some... He's got some serious uh, views I've, on this. I've realized back, I need to be uh, a bit more bold in in my uh, in my uh, forecasts <laughs> for the season and my predictions. So I'm putting some strong predictions yeah, out. But you've, you're saying going bold, but you've gone just like you've you've gone bold in the wrong direction. You know, all the the events that you're backing for me are just not the right okay, ones. Okay, we'll see. We should take a bet actually on the row show. Um, about what the next world record is going to when the next world record is going to break. Um, well, the next world record is going to be lightweight women's double. That's yeah, easy <laughs> to, to yeah, that's it. That's the easy answer. <laughs> it's going to break again. And definitely after that, it's the rest of the women's events. Uh, they all look like they they could do with a few more seconds. Yeah, I also think on the men's side there are a couple of things that well, there's one big one that I think is going to go, and that's my bold prediction. But I'm not going to say too early. Let's <laughs> let's start. Okay, don't don't give I'm it not away. Not give it away. But I think we should just start <laughs> off the conversation just by I think I liked how we spoke about lead. For again, for me, Varese was yeah. such a cool place to host the regatta over the weekend. I thought it was like super consistent. The conditions were really fast. Um, super fair it it was like one of the few places where the conditions get really quick but it doesn't get choppy um, which is really cool to see um, and I thought the the video broadcast again was awesome those drone shots I'm really glad we're drawing are, are using the drone shots because I think they add a, a cool perspective to rowing that um, a lot of people are not used to seeing um, and I think uh, it's definitely something I need to need to maintain going forward for sure. And like just to dig in on a few of your, your points there, I agree with you. I think Ferrez is such an epic race uh, venue. And like I know that we are an outdoor sport and the weather is kind of not in our hands and we can't choose when we when we race. But watching racing that is going that close to world record speed is so awesome. It is it really does add 
um, quite a lot to the like um, the watchability or you know how epic it is to watch the racing when they're going ninety nine percent and they you know they're touching on those records. It's it definitely adds that little bit of um, excitement to the the race that you don't get in like a, a headwind condition. No, I I agree with you. Um, um, yeah, for sure. And then. I think the final day was awesome, and we'll dig into the percentage sheet just now. But the 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 speed that the the, the crews were doing on on finals day, as you said, not quite as fast as semi final, but pretty pretty up there. And um and really, as I said, just so cool to watch the the racing, the drone footage. I think was incredible, and yeah, I really enjoyed the the commentary from our our number one rowing. Uh, supporter Martin Cross was also really, really world class. Yeah, as always, Martin never, never disappoints us with the with the the commentary. Um, but yeah, I think uh, the, you know the only thing the only thing to me I think that needs to, you brought it up in the pre chat, Lawrence, is the the race program over the the total time of the broadcast is a, is, a, is significantly long, and the total amount of rowing time that we see racing time is is quite short um and that's it's part of a like a bigger conversation about what world drawing can get get right and i think what they're doing on the on the video is definitely uh much better but i think this is another area where they can get a little bit better it's just about like condensing the racing into a, a tighter package so you can sort of watch it in a, in one of viewing because you brought it well yeah um i'm not gonna i'm not well, gonna steal that's all your exactly points. what I- no, no, we can that we can dig into it right now. So a final started at ten, and they ended at what time? At so ten, and they ended at two forty. So it's it's four, nearly five hours of races going down the track. And that's only a finals. That's all the a finals. The for me, I mean, people are have the attention they do not have the attention span to sit and watch five hours of rowing you know i consider myself a little you know rowing nerd and i find it's not easy to just sit and watch rowing for five hours on a sunday you know there's other things to do there's other sport to watch um it's for me it's not that it's it's not like just super easy you just turn it on and when i look at the racing there's about 80 minutes of like world 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 class racing you know like depending on the um how many crews are entered into the event and how big the event is between 70 and 80 or 90 minutes of really really world class racing so yes you have to have a bit of time between races and you have to it can't be you know you you do need some time um but to have five hours of racing to watch um 80 minutes of racing it's it's for me is too much Hmm. And like, I want that to be more condensed. And I feel like they're doing so much, you know, there's so much good stuff happening, but the last 5% of like just really delivering it to the the public to view is they're completely missing the boat, which is basically wasting all the effort that they are putting in. Yeah, I, I in my opinion, I, I think you raised a good point there. Cause like, just like you say, like if we are the, you could probably say we are maybe the biggest fans of the sport out there and it's difficult for us to sit down because it's difficult for me too like on a on a sunday where it's father's day and you have to go see family and things like that to to watch the rowing broadcast the whole day 
is it's difficult to to give that time just to watching uh, the rowing. Um, so, yeah, I think trying to condense it, I think shortening, trying to shorten the time between the races, I think is 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 one thing. The next thing I think is to uh, think rethink what they're doing with the medal ceremony because that's just dead time between the races, and and it's a lot of it's time. a lot of time. Um, so yeah, it's fifteen. It's 15 minutes. So basically, you have a six minute race and then you have nine minutes of like just just waiting for the next race to come mm. down. Yeah. So I think, you know, to, to if we want to make rowing a more attractive uh, package to, you know, your average viewer, um, then I think this needs, needs to get better. Because then, you know, if you, if you can start. Uh, I mean, how long does it take to watch like a soccer game? Like two hours? If you can, let's say you you can yeah. you can watch you a rowing have broadcast two hours. in the same time it takes to watch soccer or football, depending where you come from, then it's um then I think it's that's that for me is is will be much more reasonable. But <laughs> I want to feel like I'm watching Next test week. cricket on on yeah, Sunday, but I want to watch rowing. Exactly. No, you know, I think that's exactly the test cricket, or you know, and like. Having these like big breaks where you know it's just medal ceremonies or you know it's just things that are, we're not interested in watching. We want to watch the action and the and the action is so good. I think that's maybe where I'm coming from. Like where I'm upset is that the the actual racing is so superb, so epic to watch, but then to like split it around and like have um you know have to like turn on turn off you know, come back later to watch this event or, or either sit there and just lose the whole day to to watching um, rowing. And again, and it's watching 70 minutes of rowing. It's not watching, it's not like I'm sitting there and I'm watching five hours of rowing. That's the, the, the crux of it, I think. But anyway, we won't ramble on too much. Hopefully we'll drawing, uh, we'll listen to our views. I think our next thing, uh, Jake, is to get someone from world rowing on our show yeah that's definitely it ask him some hard questions yeah, so, yeah. it'll be like one of those who's the guy in the uk that just gets the most uh controversial controversial figures on his talk show and just roast them <laughs> um no you know how bad i am with names jake don't come and put me on the spot like uh, that. it's pierce, pierce I morgan i think that's his name pierce morgan that's the man do you, know, you can't compare us to Pierce no. Morgan, isn't he cancelled? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't follow. <laughs> I don't follow. I don't follow that too much. I'm not sure. Anyway, let's get into the racing. I think we should start at the mountain, the peak of the of the weekend's uh, statistics, the world record that broke six forty. The lightweight women's double is now six forty. Two years ago, before the Olympics, it was six forty eight. Now we at six forty. In two years, the world record's gone uh, broken by eight seconds. Wow! I mean, that's yeah. crazy. So, um, just for the listeners out there, if you're part of our Patreon group, um, I'll do a whole breakdown of all the the racing over the weekend, the percentages of the finals um, compared to the world record times, and I, I shared with all our, our Patreon members. And yeah, really, really interesting uh, data to have and to to look at to see how the the racing over the weekend has gone. Um, so if you want, if you really are a nerd like that and you want the data, then head over to to our Patreon, and that's what we'll be discussing now. The 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 six forty is 
it's insane to think that the record is i mean it's if you really go down to it it's um 7.3 seconds quicker mm. than it was two years ago yeah which is insane like literally let's see although the third place the french still didn't go under the old record so the usa and um and gb went under in the final and then france uh, still over that old record yeah i i they remember when they were hitting that record, they were rowing within like one second of it, like every single every regatta. single regatta. I mean, like and if you think about it, if you take France again, if they, if they, um, you know, if they raced um, in the old days again, they would have been like one second off the record. So yeah, France broke the record. I mean, yeah. France rode a six forty two in the in the semi final, which um, you know, which is again is like super fast. So I think. That record definitely you think that hurt that hurt them. No, I don't think it hurt them. Um, I think maybe what hurt them is that the 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 British, obviously, I think they made a decision in the semi final. Looked like they made a decision in the semi final for go for, to to go for the record, and I think what might have hurt the French is that the French possibly wanted might have wanted to have um, uh, won their semi final and try to hang on to the British who they, who made the decision to go for the record, and maybe they didn't. They didn't realize that. Um, and maybe that's what maybe hurt them a little bit. But I think the British also in the final, maybe they had a bit of tired legs because they got put under a hell of a lot of pressure by the Americans. And I think a massive kudos to the British crew, crew for having the, um, for the ability to t- come away with the win in the last 500 meters. Yeah, for sure. And Jake, you made such a good point of um, that in the first World Cup, um, they Emily Craig said that she wanted an unbeaten season. So when you were watching the the race come down the track, you were you were just sitting there thinking, "Oh, that was tempting fate." Maybe a that little was bit too, too, too tight. tempting fate, big time. Because they were, I mean, I think the 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 Americans pretty much took were um, were leading that final, uh, were leading the British in that final for a long time. I mean, they the British were down. Uh, one and a half seconds going into the last 500 meters. So they, they had to, you know, they really had to dig deep. Um, and they only won by, you know, I don't know what the margin was, but it was basically a photo finish. So they only won by the the skin of their teeth. So um, I was just looking at that going, you shouldn't have said that. But anyway, it is what it is. And they managed to win. And I think also the, the American crew, that was also a big performance from them. So I think the the lighty doubles definitely starting to get spicy back. I think that hasn't quite been on the level that it was the last world cup. I mean, the last Olympiad when I said it was the gladiator event, but yeah, uh, I think it's, it's starting to get spicy now with a year before the Olympics. So good timing. Yeah. And then just talking about USA, I mean, obviously it's the first time we we've seen uh, USA this season and Oh, I mean, I thought a really, really good start to the season. They bought, bought a, a big team, uh, a lot of small boats that performed very well. Um, and yeah, I think that not quite as many, like they didn't manage to convert a lot of silver medals. When I look at the medal table, four silvers, one gold, two bronze. So a lot of medals, but maybe just not quite um, where they where they wanted to be on the on the top step of the podium. But I think for the start of the, their season, 
and their first international racing um, really, really good. And maybe this is where we're starting to see uh, the the Dutch coach Josie uh, starting to make a you know a bit of inroads and start to to really affect the the performance of the team and you know not pushing the eight so much uh, and going more for the you know the smaller boats. Uh, I think has done them very well. You know they have like very established power power crews uh, racing in these um, in the smaller boats, and um, I would say. I think it would be nice to see them stay in these boats for the world champs and not to try and chase the eight like they usually do. Yeah, I I hundred percent agree with what you. you um, agree with you there because this was a huge improvement from uh, what's happened in the previous years. And the, the reason the reason we can say that is because this World Cup had a lot of really really strong crews. So whatever event the Americans were racing in. They were racing against some of the, the best crews in the world. So they weren't, you know, they, it's not like they, they had a good World Cup, but they're not sure how they're going to do against the best in the world. Um, and yeah, they have they had a lot of silver places. But I mean, the silvers that they did get were up against, um, you know, the best crews literally in the world. Like if we look on the on the chart, women's, women's double um they they picked up the silver there they picked up the silver in the the women's pair they picked up the silver in the the men's double so the 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 crews that they are just not being able to to beat at this world cup are the same crews that are going to be um right at the front of the pack of world champs and um what what i'm most impressed with is like we all know that the the pedigree that the usa have uh in the in the women's sweep in recent years but on the men's side, I was really impressed with the the men's double and the men's four. Um, I know the men's four, I think they found themselves in quite a tough uh, tough A final against the GB and the Aussie crew that were going absolutely berserk against each other. But you know, I thought going th- watching them racing from the heat semi into the final, I think that's that's definitely a step up for for the American four, and then. The men's double for me was an absolute underdog coming away with a performance like that, and for me, that's another another top crew that you're going to be putting down as a as a potential uh, medal um, and gold medal performer at uh, at this world's qualification event. So, yeah, I think the USA definitely are on much yeah. better form than they have been. I've got a bit of a hot take for the men's double. I just think that they, without the the Sinkovich brothers, the, the the performance of the double was a lot down on what it usually is. Mm. The Italians rode the same time that the you know in much faster conditions. The Italians rode the same time as the Sinkoviches did um, last at Europeans. So I think that you know the the men's double went from being the second best performer at Europeans to being the third worst performer this regatta. So I think that we're missing, I think we can see that we're missing the top dogs in that event. And even though it looks really good racing, I still think that when, you know, the, the, the Sinkoviches and maybe the French come back in, uh, it will push this order down a little bit. And more. also the, but that's my the, take. the men's double did race. It, uh, it looks like the fastest time of the day. It definitely looks like, the conditions weren't as fast as the the semis and the heats, and the conditions got slower towards the end of the day. So the last couple of races of the day are all at the bottom of the chart. So, yeah, I yes. the men's double is a little bit of an anomaly being all the way down there, but 
Um, I I think yeah, we'll see what happens. I think the Sinkoviches still. I've got <laughs> a mountain to climb. You know, I think this is. I, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I think this Olympiad, they've got the. But who are we missing there? So we, the French. We're missing uh, French, the Dutch, the Croatians, and the Dutch and the Polish. The Croatians, the Polish aren't the Polish are in the quad now. The two fast guys in the double. Oh, okay. So we're missing the oh, okay. three three crews. But I mean, those three crews. Mm, those are three big crews. They could be. I'm. I'm not saying that they're just going to come in and walk on into Italy, but I'm just saying that that if those three crews were here, this percentage would be faster. Yeah. Than it was. Yeah, and then you have the and the then, Chinese who I mean I think everyone can remember how the Chinese double from 2019. Yeah. They bronze bronze King. bronze medalists. You know they were they were off the pace of this regatta with the bronze medal, but. Yes, it's this event for me is the gladiator event of the cycle. So yeah, I think qualifi- qualification this year is going to be super spicy in the men's double and the 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 hunt for the medals in that A final. You're going to have a situation where the A final and the men's double is uh, anyone can win the win the race. But it's quite funny though because we're talking about these percentages and I'm just looking at them. The the spread is so tight compared to usual. Like usually it's like, you know, two, three percent across, you know, the top like ten boat classes. Out of the fourteen Olympic events, the top twelve are within one percent. Mm. Yeah, that's wild it's, actually. That's that is really fast. And we have our top performer uh women's four at a ninety nine point uh one six and that's a record that I really believe could get a sneak a little bit faster this season if they get another chance with uh, good conditions. And then, as you said, the men's skull, women's skull, men's eight, women's eight look to be a little bit slower. So they, in the bottom five, uh, they were raced at a, a slower time of the day, you know, around that uh, two o'clock time where things were, were maybe just calming down a little bit and, uh, and were, you know, <clears throat> into those, uh, the women's skull, women's eight into the 97 percentage. Yeah. But everything else was well, 98 and up and and really, really fast, which is just, as you said, uh, awesome. And also watch. the, and the then, women come away with the top four progs of the, of the weekend. And then the men get no, they fifth spot, the quad, and then sixth spot is the women's pair. So, yes, it's the, yeah. the women definitely. Yeah, so you literally have five. Yeah. Go, no, I'm just saying the, the 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 racing from the women's side this weekend was, I think, um, was really impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, five of the the top six um, spots are going to women's events, which is really something. And like when you look down, they some of those events are really really tight as well. So like Lighty women's double, um, the British rode a ninety nine point twelve. And then the USA rode 99.10, like just 0.08 of a second behind. So the percentage there, like down the track, is also really high. Even looking at these third places, a lot of them still high, 98%. So whereas the the guys definitely didn't kind of dish it up like that uh, for us over the weekend. No. So yeah, really, really impressive, really fast. Definitely. And then... I think for me, moving on, I think the next event I want to talk about, and it's one of those events that we said was going to be like two uh, absolute titan crews going up against each other, uh, was the men's four. Having the Aussie four 
with Alex Hill in back in the stroke seat up against the GB4. Um, I'm so happy they raced each other in the semi-final. And for me, the final, again, it was like just those two crews at each other's throats the whole way down the track. But, you know, the GB crew were, for me, they just, they, they at the, this point in time, they are rowing so efficiently that I think they, the last 500 meters, when they needed to put a little bit extra, um, you know, squeeze it on a little bit more, I think they just got a little bit more bang for their buck. And kudos to the, to the Aussie four for um, after the semifinal for giving a, one hell of a performance. Like it's definitely this, this is going to be, uh, this is like the first round of a, of a multiple round fight that the GP four have managed to win. And I don't know who's going to win the second round. Let me put it that way. But I mean, yeah, there's a lot to, to discuss here though, because I mean, as you said, epic race, epic race from both of those crews to to put the the performance down. And I thought there was a moment at like three, four hundred meters to go that I thought the Aussie um, crew was gonna kind of really take it. And then I also got tricked a little bit by the angle of the camera. I thought, shit, here we go. They 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 in this thing. They're taking the lead, and then it cut back. And I was like, oh wait, okay, they still got a, a you know canvas half yeah. to of work to do, but. Uh, epic race and very different race from australia uh, we were discussing this beforehand a little bit you know usually uh alex hill in the front there it's just absolutely flat box uh seven eight hundred meters of the race and then hold on for the the remaining 1.2 and i felt like this uh this year or this race was more calm it was more like a classical rowing race you know come out the blocks hit that rhythm hit that settle and then sprints at the end uh very different uh to how we've seen it before and i wonder if that's a big if that's from the coaching change or if it's from any other aspects yeah i yeah i agree with you there they look much more conventional than they have been in the past i mean i even said in the hype train you're going to see two different styles going against each other and we it actually you know, I said that the Aussie four was a high rating crew. They were rating in the middle of the race pretty much the same as the as the GB four at like that 36, 37, 38 for me, which is, you know, more conventional. Um, and if I think about the last Olympic cycle, the thing the thing that makes this interesting is like the last Olympic cycle. I thought the Aussie four were um, were a higher rating crew. They went out really hard in the first you know first half of the race, and then you could tell that they were maybe hanging on towards the last five hundred. But that's what made them so successful. Um, you know, they, they got the gold in the Tokyo. And, you know, there's no doubt across the whole cycle that they were the, the most dominant four from, from that Olympiad. And the, now they look a little bit more conventional. And, you know, I'm, not, I'm wondering if that might stay, if, uh, what's the idea behind that? Because, like, you know, why would you change your approach if the approach is working, even if it's maybe... A little bit unconventional i think it suits the it suits them i think i have a theory on this one because that race profile to go out that hard and you know and lead from the front by so far and then to be hanging on by that much at the end i think is uh i think in theory a very practical way to win races because you you dominate the race you crush everyone's spirits right out the beginning and then you manage that expectation to the finish line and even if you are blowing you still have the motivation because you are up 
and you are leading and you can watch crews coming back at you, which is a very nice way to, to hold control of a race down the track. But I think that's great when you are the strongest crew on the water and you're winning and you're managing to hold that speed. But I think when crews start to beat you on the finish line, like they have been beaten now, uh, you know, 2019 and, um, and, you know, I think having that happen to you, I think is really, really brutal and hard with that race profile. So maybe it's more just a maturity level of like not being, not being able to race at that like ferocious intensity mm. um, and more going to, I mean, that's why everyone else races the normal conventional way because it's just mentally a little bit easier to manage yourself down the track, you know? Mm. Okay. Come out the blocks, hit that good start. Oh, we up a little bit or, okay, we got some work to do, settle, you know, bide your time through the middle. And then when you get that sniff of home, you get that motivation and you can start to push. So whereas they were just completely throwing that out the, the window and doing something pretty insane, in my opinion, and obviously working for them. But I'm saying that I always thought that it's, it's a very hard profile to do when you're not winning. Yeah. And maybe that's where they've kind of, had to change a little bit yeah um and then for me also the i think on the other side of this coin is maybe the fact that the gb4 are so good is that now the the aussie four are, are struggling to um you know maybe they just now against a competition that they can't necessarily do that against but i don't know i i definitely think it's more um i definitely i don't think it's necessarily that i just think Maybe it's something to do with the change in the in the coaching or something along those lines. But e yeah. either way, I think because Ian Wright's yeah. gone back to Switzerland. Ian Wright's gone back to Switzerland, um, and then oh, but then Jake also on the same coin, dude. GB were so slick. They were so slick. The way they're rowing that four is really really impressive. I mean, Christian Falkel, I think he's doing magic with that uh, that crew there because just the way they're moving, the way they're rowing, when you're watching the boat surge through the water, the very little check and dip in the in the boat and everyone just kind of looks very very slick and and polished. So, I thought that that performance from the British, I know you're saying that this might, you know, you're not sure where this race is going to go forward. It'll be really hard I think for the Aussies to beat the British they will have to step up by quite a bit to to do that. So the British, when we're looking at the times, we're looking at uh, the medal sheet. The British absolutely dominated this event. So the British have got eight medals, uh, four of them gold, three silvers, one bronze. So they have more medals than anyone else and more gold medals than anyone else. So they really do look like a team that is unstoppable at the moment. And uh, just coming through with um, with absolute purpose. I mean, we said that the USA had a good regatta, but the British have twice as many gold medals as any other country and more total medals than any other country. So they really have um, put so much pressure on, on anyone else to come in and box with them. Yeah, I think it's not as dominant as last year's World Champs, though. I think the the world is catching up and i'm just i think there are certain events where the, i think the the gb uh, um team are still like super dominant but there are some other, other events where there were world champions the year before convincingly whereas now it's, it's much more competitive and immediately 
the the first the first one of of the weekend is the women's four, where GB were world champions last year, and um, they uh, the USA four managed to come out on top at this regatta. And then we also saw, I think, if we remember, the men's eights race from Europeans was um, again was really 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 fast. So yeah, the GB team I think overall is definitely. Um, probably the top team at the moment in the world, but I do think the the rest of the world is starting to catch up. And I this World Cup was so so amazing, but imagine if the Romanian and the and the Netherlands were here at this World Cup, just to think of uh, of what the racing would be like. But we have the the Lucerne World Cup and World Champs coming up for that. So yeah, I do agree with oh, you. Well, that's why I just can't wait. For world champs world champs going to be ridiculous if you add the dutch and the romanians into this it's and the kiwis yeah as and well. the kiwis of course it's going to be another level yeah so yeah we've got a we've got some real humdinger racing coming up yeah definitely the the next race i want to chat about if you if we good to move on is women's yeah. pair because those aussies Dude, they're my favorite. Yeah, no, they are. So they good. are really good, and that's that combination is the, the for the viewers out there is the same combination that raced at the Olympics. Um, and if you remember, they doubled up at the Olympics and they got caught in a blitz of a semi-final, and they just lost out to the Greek pair who who surprised shocked the world and made it through to the A final. So they are back in the mix after a brief uh, break away um i think jessica morrison took last year off and what a statement um this weekend coming away with a massive win um the biggest winning margin of the weekend and yeah i think it's the it's now for me after a performance like this you know i don't know who's going to be able to to beat them at at world champs because that was extremely dominant um and yeah, I mean, what a what a great race, and I'm I'm so happy to see they they're back in the pair. Yeah, no, I mean they just annihilated the race, and they, I mean, I always have um, had a lot of respect for them. They've done so well, um, going going. You know, they were always doubling up last cycle, so they were having this epic battle uh, with the Kiwi pair, and then jumping in the eight and having the same battle there as well. And I think. Just the doubling up at the Olympics was just at one step, maybe too much, and then that's where the the wheels came off in the in the pair, and they missed that uh, a final. But I mean, that it just shows you the standard of the of the women's rowing that you know if a crew is slightly off their game, they can they can they're not going to make it through to the final. So and that's how hard the doubling up is. So to see them just come in, focus on the pair absolutely annihilate that event uh i think is is really exciting and i hope that we we see that uh going forward into into world champs yeah no i think it's and also now that the the kiwi um the kiwi combination grace grace print is you know no, no longer in the mix um at this point in time i'm not quite i'm not sure if there's a a, a crew out there that's going to be able to um possibly put them under a lot of pressure and um, do you think they will double up, Jake? Like, uh, so you're winning no. by six seconds. You're winning by six seconds, and say now you race the next World Cup and you you carry on that winning margin. Yes, you obviously burnt your fingers badly at uh, at Tokyo. I mean, I say burned your fingers badly. They still have a gold medal in a women's four. 
Um, yeah. But they they might be tempted to just do that same double up again. I think there's also a big difference, and we've discussed this after Tokyo, is the the doubling up, you know, pair and eight or four and eight is completely different, completely different to yeah. pair and four. You know, when you have these... The eight is, you know, uh, often an exhibition row and then uh, and then a final, whereas the the pairs and the fours are, you know, big heats, big semifinals, big finals. It's it's a it's more than double the the amount of racing uh, as you would do if you just doubled up in the women's eight. Yeah, I agree with you. It's it's extremely different dynamic, um, but I think they they're not going to do that because you know, judging from this weekend. If they were going to do that, they would have done it this weekend, and they didn't. So I think, based off what we've seen this weekend, I think, and yeah. and I suppose the experience from doubling up in the past, I don't think they're going to double up. I think they're just going to focus in the pair. Um, they've had they had such a good result from this weekend, and they're going to say, you know, let's make the pair our own. And that crew, like that crew, for me again, we're talking about people that can that can get close to the record. I think that crew can get close to the record. They were um, they were really impressive this weekend. So, mm. you know, I think for them, let's focus on the pair. It's a qualification year, um, and I think they've had such a good opening race. And I think it would be uh, a shame. Well, not a shame, but I think it would be a little bit silly for them to start doubling up because, again, it's gonna it's a it's a it's a it's a tough. It would be really difficult for them. Yeah. Um, Although. Although if the eight keeps performing like the eight's performing, that might be more of an option than pair and four. It might be more of an option, but I mean, if you look at what the Romanians did in the women's eight at Europeans, no, no, we, that's what I'm saying is you have to you have to look later on. You have to put it in context. Yeah, you can't you, you definitely. Um, but yeah, I mean the the Aussie combination, the pair, uh, absolutely phenomenal, and I think uh, that's a good segue to jump into another combination in the men's pair that was absolutely phenomenal this weekend. Um, was uh, Tom George and um, Ali Wynn Griffith in the in the men's pair, and I just said to Lawrence over this weekend's racing, I can't remember the last time I saw a men's pair racing at those at that standard and those speeds. Like I, I can't remember when I've, I've saw a men's pair coming through the thousand at like three or four rowing a one thirty first five hundred. Um, so yes, they they made a big statement this weekend in 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 their performance. No, for sure, Jake. And I'm just looking up at the at the times because um, if I look, if I think back, I think the last time that pairs went that fast, um, probably around 2014. Um, and I'm looking for the the men's pair there because I know that the British, after that event, the British were chuffed because they were the fastest British pair of all time. Um, they beat Princeton and Cracknell's time of uh, 2002 in that in that race so i'm looking here so they'd went 61375 2014 uh the british pair of james ford and uh Foden, matt langridge so then when i look back to now um and we have 613.15 maybe they've been faster crews in between and i'm sure uh, everyone will be jumping on their on their phones to correct me uh, as they usually do but as usual. at least <laughs> at least we know that that you know going close to that 613 mark um there's i think there's not many crews that have been under 613 
Uh, and it mm. might only be the Kiwi pair that's been under 613. I'm trying to think where else, Jake. Where else would there be anyone else? I know the the GB the GB pairs uh, been under that marker, but I also I, I don't oh, the GB pair has definitely gone faster than six thirteen. I can't remember which when? one. When? When? Um, back in the day, it would be like in the two thousands. Look at the no the world champs no two thousand and two, two thousand and two Seville Spain. I'll pull it up. It's slow. It's six fourteen. It's 613, it's either 613 high or 614 low. Then I'm not sure because that's the race I'm thinking about. I'm pulling it up because now, now you've riled me up trying <laughs> to question my statistics. But no, I'm trying to think if there, um, if there's anything um, yeah, we... between, between the um, Amsterdam 2014 and now. Well, I don't, I don't think so. Um, so you are right, though. We haven't seen a pair row like that since the since the Kiwi pair. So, I mean, that that's a huge statement for me, and especially against the the Swiss pair, who were European champions and beat okay, them Jake, in that I can't, race. I can't handle this world rowing website, dude. I'm trying to pull up results. Go to Spain. World twenty. Oh my word. And it's given me, no, man, <laughs> this is defeating me. No oh, worry. Oh, man, love it. Love it. Just but so easy. The the GP, GB pair for me, this, this now is, I know last season they were also looking exceptionally good going into World Champs. But for me, after this weekend, they definitely the crew to beat going, going forward. Um uh, especially against a crew like the Swiss, who we know are really fast. And, you know, the GP pair raced at Europeans with basically the whole, the top four of the um, of the world champs. And to come away with a win like this, you know, I think for them, they definitely set a new marker in the, in the men's pair. And the question for me is if Switzerland, Romania, um, and the rest of the field can, and Spain and uh, Serbia can kind of like, answer that um answer their, their statement and, and start rowing times like that because it's not just the time it's also the the confidence to row a 130 and a one um uh 132s 134s like in a pair like for me that's a confidence thing and yeah and the they were going they, so fast like throughout the regatta like to the 1k you know rowing that like 630 634 um, is is really fast to in the pair to get through the one k in a in a in that six or four speed is is really proper. Yeah, so I think yeah, I mean that that was absolutely incredible from the GB pair um, rowing. You know, again, like we said, we I haven't seen anyone since the Kiwi pair racing the pair like that. So yeah, hats off to them and what a performance. Okay, I'm coming with some numbers now. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Um, James Cracknell, Matthew Pinsent, 614.27. That was the previous record before the Kiwi pair went 608 in, um, in, uh, at, at London Olympics. So they shaved six seconds off. The only other pair to go faster that I currently, that I have on the, on the, on my quick search is the 613. Uh, eight from the the British in 2014 when the Kiwis went six or nine again, and yeah. then 
now these these British this British pair went six thirteen twenty seven or something. So it's they are the next lowest time. There might be. I'm trying to think if there was any time where the the Sinkoviches or anyone went like uh, around that six thirteen mark, but I can't um, think about it. I can't picture it. Yeah. No, I I look. I think we've. I can't. I can't. I don't know either. But <clears throat> yeah. I mean, what a what a race from them. Um, but for me, I think moving on to um, another race from the weekend and one of the events which I think the world record's going to go very soon. And the tightest, I think it was tightest spread of the weekend's racing, was the women's double. Um, was again a fantastic. Another fantastic race. China, who um, who have become so dominant as this event, managed to come away with the win. But um, really impressive to see the the USA crew and the the French crew managing to row um, row so competitively in that field. Um, and again, coming away with a super again another fast time. Um, and I just think to myself, like if the finals were the day before would we have not seen a couple more records broken? But I think really, I mean, that was the the, the racing down the track for, for that event for me was was super close. And even fourth place was super tight behind them. So yeah, another, and, another fantastic race. And we know that this event has been absolutely dominated by the Romanians. And then we had the Lithuanians come with huge spice at the Europeans. So we're missing yeah. these two massive crews to come into here. And we know that they can't just come in and dominate because this event is already running, you know, 98.97%. So there's no, there's not room to win by, you know, three or four seconds without going under the record. So either we're, we're going to see some, some real records broken or we're going to see some tight racing. Uh, it's got to be one of the two. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely agree with you there. Um, but yeah, we'll see because I think the Romanians, after what we saw at, at Europeans, um, I don't know. I think they still it's still their still the event to lose. But this this is starting to get super spicy um, coming forward. And like the American again, it's another another good example of the American program uh, being so fast as the the USA double um, coming away at that silver medal. That's a new combination. I don't think I've seen them them racing before. So. Again, another fantastic uh, race and super close uh, throughout the, the the final. I mean, there was a two two second, two point four seconds between first and fourth. Um, so it was a really good race to watch for me. One of the, one of the races I remember from the the weekend. No, Jake, you are hundred percent right. The and for me, I would be. It's the event that I would be the most nervous getting into. If I took Joe Go, if someone said, cool, you go to race any event, I think women's double would be right at the bottom of my pick because it's ferociously fast at the moment and it's so tight and competitive. The I think I can I would even say that my race of the world champs regatta is gonna be the women's double B final for those qualification spots. Um, mm. because already 2019 it was already the race of the regatta and now i feel like this event has really stepped up onto another level i mean just to just for comparison you could row uh, rowing 93 percent uh in the women's pairs giving you the uh, is giving you the same position 
uh, as sixth place in the women's double, rowing at ninety five and a half percent. Yeah. So it's you know it's a it's a big jump between those um, just the same position in two different boat classes. So yeah, no, it's brutal. It's brutal. Yeah, I mean the 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 qualification is going to be super spicy this year, uh, just in general. Because I'm maybe it's a recency bias, but I just feel like the the competition across the across the board has become ridiculous. I I just feel like there a lot of, a lot more crews that are racing faster times than we've had in the in the past. Uh, it could be a recency bias, but yeah, we'll, this the qualification this year is going to be um, it's going to be super interesting. Um, I think it, I I think it's a bit of both though. I think like on the men's side, I don't know if it's going to be like completely different to if you look back at the competition for qualification over like you know the last twenty years or thirty years even. But I think on the women's side for sure, it's it's way more competitive. It's way closer. Like we used to discuss a lot of the time when we started the row show, we used to discuss the drop in percentages over the top six teams. So like, uh, and the women's side of rowing usually had much bigger gaps between, you know, first and sixth place. And now those top events that we said, you know, the women just dominated in this, this regatta, they are all closely closer. The spread is closer than all the men's events. Mm. Um, you know, that's all between first and six coming down to in, um, in the lightweight women's double, it was down at one percent just uh just under two percent 1.7 it's that's ridiculous to be in the a final and you're losing by one percent and you are um not and you're coming last in the a final it's yeah quite no, it's ridiculous. tough but it's it's just it's cool to see because i think uh rowing is in such a i know it's rowing's on a lot of pressure to innovate but I, for me the the racing and what we're seeing on the water is in such a good place at the moment and you know but that it's, goes it's exactly back to what i was whinging about earlier is that everything is it's so good the racing is so incredible you're telling me that if you tweak the program and you made it just a little bit more presentable to the public people would not enjoy watching rowing i i i do not believe that i believe yeah. that rowing is so good to watch it's difficult to watch because of the program not because of the it's got nothing to do with what happens between the start and the finish of races. Yeah, no, I, I'm on, I'm, I'm with you there because shit, we sport for choice, and this is the second World Cup. I mean, winners. I can't remember the last time we we had a sec, the second World Cup. So was so spicy. You know, it's usually the the biggest, the big World Cups Lucerne, and then there's World Champs. But I mean, it, again, the recency bias is probably quite strong. But I, I honestly, for me, this. Might be the best second World Cup I've I've watched. Um, well, before. sometimes uh, Lucerne is the second World Cup, and that is usually the biggest uh, World Cup. So there is, like, I feel like you, Lucerne is usually very big, no matter where it is. And then the second, then the World Cup one is usually quiet, and then this World Cup two is that kind of up and down. But this is definitely an up, you know, to have. Mm -hmm all of these big countries, you know, um, USA, China, um, Australia, it's like, it's pretty epic to have them here uh, racing and with big teams as well. So um, 
I think that that's what's um, lifted the the quality of the racing uh, up so much. And I'm hoping that we have an even bigger Lucerne going into the qualification um, for for Paris 2024. I, I definitely think so. I think if you add in the fact, I really hope everyone goes to Lucerne, but everyone usually does. Um, yeah. You add in, I you just add in the miss, missing countries this weekend, you're going to, I feel like it's going to be a, you know, it's going to be so good to see because add in the Romanians, the Dutch, plus you have the Kiwi team coming in um, with the rest of the world. It's, you know, it's like pre-world champs. So there are 42 medals up for grabs, 14 golds, and Romania had four golds at the Europeans. So Romania, you know, are a big chunk of this medal table, and they're not even here. So their four golds are going to spice up this table significantly, significantly. Definitely. And then Lawrence, I think uh, closing up the last, the last event I want to, I want to just chat about. I said in the, in the hype train, the men's squad was going to be, had the highest pedigree of entries. When you consider that it was uh, gold, silver and and bronze from the world champs of fall. And I, I really enjoyed what I saw on the weekend. Super interesting. I thought the, the Italians went out with, um, with conviction. And I was really, I really thought they raced, you know, they took the race to the Polish who have become so strong in this event. And then for me, the Polish just showing their class, um, managing to, to, to race under that sort of pressure. And then I just thought the way they, they managed to take the win and pull away in the this in the you know in the end of the race was just super mature. It didn't look like they were going throwing the kitchen sink at it. It just looked like they had such a strong squeeze, and again pulling away with super uh, really dominant fashion and taking the win. Um, and then the Italians for me were really strong performance that managed to get the win over the GB quad, who were the the silver medalists from the year before, and the Italians were the bronze medalists. So super spicy, and I think this this event has still got I think more to give. I think the you know the German quad. I'm still I still think the German quad are are up are you know one of the crews that have the potential, super high potential in the sort of speed they can achieve. Um, and yeah, so I think the this event is another one that I think is gonna has a lot of evolution still to come. Yeah. No, for sure. I agree with you. And like, it's definitely out of all the events it's probably my uh, least favorite event, but it's even grabbing. I'm starting to, you know, pay that <laughs> little bit more attention each, each regatta um, trying to, you know, cause it, as you said earlier, it's, it's the speed that they're getting also is impressive to watch always. And the, the, when the quad is going flat box and they're really dishing up that, that world record pace. Uh, it is quite something to to watch. It definitely looks out of as you said. You literally were saying this earlier, um, saying that it's one of the best boats to watch, um, going world record pace. And I do agree with you on that. But yeah, I think that there's. It's. I think by by qualification and definitely by the the Paris Games, it is um, going to be um, quite. It's going to be quite an event to to watch. And talking about mm. the Paris Games, Jake. Buying my tickets, dude. I've already got tickets for rowing and uh, some of the other events to go watch. Mm. Oh, you you already booked in there. Um, booked in. 
Yeah, it's going to be, yeah, the, 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 it just makes me excited for the qualification this year. I think it's going to be super spicy across the board. Um, but I think Lawrence wrapping things up, I think, is there any, anything else that you, you want, you want to chat about? What's the, any, any um, last, uh, highlight? No, I mean, we've missed a few events, but I don't feel bad not talking about, um, every event when the racing is this good, it's, it's hard to, to cover everything, um, you know, in our, in our show and you'll have to go watch. I think my race of the, the weekend, if you haven't watched the racing, uh, if you haven't watched the racing and you're listening to our show, I'm not really sure uh, where, <laughs> what to, where my comments are about that. But I would say go watch the um, the Light Red Women's Double. That's my race of the, the week. Um, mm-hmm. for sure. Race was ridiculous. And the, and the race over the whole weekend was, you know, just looking at the times and, and stuff were just incredible. Um, and then also, guys... Uh, South Africa is hosting the um, World Masters Regatta coming up in three months' time. It's coming close. Uh, right around the corner. And if you want to, if you coming, if you if you are coming through, just drop us a message. Our my WhatsApp number is in the in the show notes below. Uh, just send us a message, and uh, we're going to start to to put together a few things for any of our listeners, and especially our patrons coming through um to the to the regatta so we'll definitely see you out there i'm in charge of the bar so i can always slide some rosho fans some free drinks oh, and in charge of the bar <laughs> and uh and then we well not only me i've got a team we have a team i'm a minion at this point um but <laughs> it will be it's, it's gonna be fun and i'm really looking forward to it i'm looking forward to seeing uh some of our listeners out there for sure no it's gonna be what awesome else, to see no, I think you, you've wrapped it up quite well there. It's going to be awesome to see our listeners um, at this first uh, world rowing event in Africa later this this year. Um, so yeah, I think uh, it's been it's been great chatting on the show, and what an epic epic racing from this weekend. And I'm so excited to for the next uh, next World Cup. Yeah, and for now, go and enjoy some rowing out there on the water. Um, find that speed, and yeah, until next time, guys, we're out. Ciao. Cheers.